0: it's fun to watch fun to watch pretty people fall in love it really Um, is it's like one of my favorite things (laughs) i like literally cannot get enough of it Girls Talk Bollywood. I'm Kim and I'm Katie and we're here to
1: talk about singing and
0: dancing and Bollywood boys. Indeed we are. Bollywood boys who I don't even know what to say about the choices made by this particular Bollywood boy. They're bad.
1: It's fascinating.
0: It's fascinating. (laughs) And
1: emotional and I kind of understand why he makes the choices he makes and there's also a lot to say about it.
0: There is a lot to say about this particular film, Tu Juti Me Makar. Mm-hmm. Um, Significantly better than Circus. Uh, <laughs> yes. At the end of last week, that was the only bar we were expecting this movie <laughs> to clear. And I would say it's several bars <laughs> higher than, than that particular bar.
1: In fact, I
0: actually would put it in the realm of good films. I agreed Of the, the handful of new released films, newly released movies that we've watched in the last few weeks. This is the only one I think I will ever go back to and watch again. (laughs) Yep. Agreed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I thought that all around it was just like five stars for me. I really enjoyed it. I loved the music.
0: The music was great. Lots of really good bops in this one. And the writing was really excellent. So kudos to uh, Love Ranjan, who Mm -hmm. both wrote and directed this movie. Interestingly, I've seen several movies that were written and directed by him and produced by Love Films. And he hasn't always seemed to have the healthiest outlook towards women to me. yeah, Um, I don't know who hurt him, but... Let's revisit our cast for this film. Uh, we have, of course, our two stars, Ranbir Kapoor and Shraddha Kapoor. Those are, I mean, they're really the two big characters, but we also have Anubab Singh Bassi, who plays Dabas. We have some some appearances of some folks who I was really excited to see show yeah, up in this movie. Some, some, um, some familiar faces. Some familiar faces, Dimple Kapadia... I think that Dimple Kapadia gave,
1: like, one of the best performances of this entire film.
0: She did. She, of all of the moms that we have seen so far in our podcast, she is one of my faves, if not my fave. Yeah.
1: She was so amazing and so warm. And every time she was on screen, I just, like, wanted to reach through the TV and hug her.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I am finding that I am a huge fan of hers. (laughs) Yes, me too.
1: No, I I, like right away. I was like, ah, I need to watch more of her stuff.
0: Yeah, it's just really exciting because we didn't really know who she was before we started talking about these movies. So that's great. I also I did want to mention there's a dedication at the start of this movie for a firefighter named Manish Devasi. Uh Who apparently there was an onset fire during the filming of this movie, mm-hmm. and he was a firefighter who passed away in trying to put that fire out. He was the only casualty of that fire, which mm-hmm. is really sad. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to mention that not to like darken the mood here too much, but just because I think it's important to remember that yeah. that, that happened.
1: Oh, that's rough. But I
0: agree. It's important
1: to note that, you know, a life was lost. Yeah. Um, I'm switching. I I was wondering if you were going to bring up any of the other actors.
0: Oh, yes. I was going to bring up Inayat Verma. Who plays Sweetu. Yeah. Who we of course <laughs> just recently saw as Minnie in Ludo. Mm-hmm. Uh, which just very excited to see her playing yet another adorable, precocious child. Yeah, like
1: just sassy and beautiful. Like yep. what a sweet, sweet little person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, excellent, excellent child. I also wanted
1: to call out Hasling Carr because she plays Mickey's sister. Mm-hmm. And she was in Cat, which is the, oh. the TV show starring Rondi Huda that's on Netflix.
0: So, nice. And I loved her in this, too. Well, that's very exciting. Yeah, I really liked her. I liked the whole family, but we'll yeah. talk more about that as we go here. Yes. Oh, and also Pratam did the music, and Pratam <sighs> always does an yeah. excellent job. Two thumbs up to Pratam. Yes. Very, very talented. Well... Uh, This film opens on a woman whose name is Jyoti Sharma, and she is on her way to meet her boyfriend, and she is clearly, like, really feeling herself. She's wearing an adorable dress, and then she passes a tarot card reader, Mm -hmm. and so she sits down to have her fortune told. And we see that this tarot card reader is actually being fed lines via Bluetooth. Yep. (laughs) There is a bearded man standing nearby who is telling the card reader to tell Gioti that she's confused, she's wasting her time, and she needs to make a fresh start and not compromise. Um, And what we come to realize is that this is an elaborate setup for a breakup. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Extremely elaborate. Super elaborate. Like, probably doesn't have to be this elaborate, but yep. <laughs> but for the sake of the story, here we are. Jyoti's boyfriend has hired a mysterious man who changes his voice over the phone. <laughs> who has established all of these seemingly random circumstances to boost G.O.T.'s confidence. So even though her boyfriend is worrying that her whole life revolves around him, which I'm sorry, that gorgeous woman's life does not revolve around that man. No. Um, (laughs) But anyway, when he suggests to her that they take a break, she's like, you know what? We shouldn't have false hope. Let's just call it a clean breakup.
1: Mm -hmm. It was her idea.
0: And so, as this couple embraces and says a final farewell, we see a snazzy, slender man in mirrored sunglasses stand up from the table beside them. And this is Mickey, and this is his hustle slash side hobby of charging people thousands of rupees to help them (laughs) have a clean breakup. Um, So much money. Yeah, so much money. (laughs) Tens of thousands of rupees <laughs> yes
1: also i'm just like how many agents because that's basically what they are they're like spies slash sure actors. yeah like how many agents do they have on their payroll like this is so many a massive operation
0: it's a huge operation it must cost them more than <laughs> than what they get in return i think because he does later say that it's an art form this isn't yeah. a job it's an art form and Katie, you had said previously that this is like, it's like the opposite of Hitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the Will Smith classic Hitch. Um, and I did at a few times refer to this as unhitching. is, is the work <laughs> yes. he's doing here. But so right away, we get our first dance number, mm-hmm. Pyar Hota Kaibar He. It's a fun bop. It tells the story of this side hustle. Um, Mickey and his partner in crime, Boss breaking people up. And then they're just kind of like, dancing behind them and like winking at the camera. (laughs) Oh it's so good. I'm telling you right now because I
1: suspect that we have the same favorite dance number. That very well could be the case. And this is my number (laughs) two. I wanted to put that out there so that if we do have the same dance number that's our favorite, this is my runner-up. And so I can then have this be my favorite. Excellent. I love the dancing Mm-hmm. In this, like, it's just a lot of leg kicking, flipping, like, yeah, so catchy. The song gets stuck in my head, and I just think it's a phenomenal way to introduce the character of Mickey. Yes, Ramanbir Kapoor is a really good dancer, and Such a good I dancer. enjoy it immensely.
0: Yeah, it's great. I love his eyebrows. Um, yeah, he does a lot of good eyebrow work in this number. Yep, <laughs> um. eyebrow work. and I really like the number ends with him getting like swarmed by ladies and they all like kiss his cheek on the beat which Uh looks great but so after this dance number we see Mickey wake up and he lives with his parents his sister his brother-in-law his niece Sweetu and his grandma and they have this whole big happy extended family living under one roof Mm -hmm. he really likes living with everybody everyone (laughs) kind of like piled in on top of each other And then we see again Mickey's best friend slash maybe relative. He and Dabas, I think, are just friends slash co-workers slash unhitchers. So we learn that Dabas, uh, he's engaged to a woman named Kinshi. And Dabas wants to break up with Kinshi. They're getting married in 21 days. Yep. And she's also insisting that she's going to come with him on their bachelor vacation to Spain, which yeah. I guess is a common, common choice thing. for <laughs> wealthy Indian men to make. <laughs> And we see that Dabas's grandfather dies, um, but we learn at the funeral that Dabas is feeling suffocated by Kinshi's love. And so he is enlisting Mickey's help in breaking up with her. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Mickey goes over and he's starting to plant the seeds for this breakup. And then in the next scene, Mickey and Dabas are, they're scheming. They're kind of going over what their plan is going to be together. And Mickey makes Dabas take a pledge. And we've seen he makes all of his clients take this same pledge that he solemnly swears he doesn't love Kinshi and he doesn't want to spend his life with her. Yeah and, and he does it right? Yeah oh, yeah, yeah he does he it. Says it. He does it Uh huh. Daba says these words and then Mickey is explaining kind of his philosophy of conning which is basically that like you don't tell an outright lie you tell a lie that you then wrap in the truth that you then wrap in more lies and it's so deceitful Um, it's interesting that he's this character who, like, on the one hand helps people end their relationships, but on the other hand, he is a very strong believer in love. Right. Um, Which is one of the ways that this movie kind of breaks molds for me, um, which I really like.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. It feels like maybe he's just been dancing through life, if you will. Dancing through (laughs) life. (laughs) And then, you know, he's like, probably hasn't given that whole honesty thing much
0: thought. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. He's a little immature. He has some growing up to do. His niece, Sweetu, overhears this whole conversation, um, which is important. This comes up later. But what I particularly want to highlight about this right now is that she's asking Mickey for details on like, who has to die for (laughs) me to inherit everything? (laughs) And she's also like, maybe drinking liquor with them. It's unclear. (laughs) Yeah, I think she might be. I don't know. (laughs) She's like eight. (laughs) So cute. But so the next day, Dabas and Mickey and Kinshi, they all fly to Spain for this bachelor trip. Kinshi has invited a friend of hers to go along. She doesn't get on the plane with them, and so Kinshi's all upset. She thinks that she's been stood up by her friend, but when they get to Spain, they head to a club and surprise! The friend, Timmy, is performing. Just what a bonkers thing to have happen.
1: I I know! Where you're like, no, no, we gotta go to this club where there's like this performance. And then your best friend is just up there (laughs) at the
0: front of it. Tinny performs our next dance number, Main P, Rocky Hay. She's wearing this great, like, sparkly nude ensemble, uh, which I really enjoy. There's a lot of points throughout this dance number where she's like balancing drinks on various Uh parts of her body, which is also fun. And Mickey is just staring at her open mouthed, the whole time. Like he is just awestruck, which is understandable.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, she enters with like a bang. She's just this presence. Um, (laughs) I also love that the translation to the song is Tonight I'm Drunk. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, great. Yeah, this is exactly the vibe you want for a bachelor bachelorette party. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, let's just drink and have a good time. Shraddha Kapoor playing Tinny is just like so cute and so, such a fun dancer. I really loved it. Also, I loved Mickey's white suit.
0: I also loved Mickey's white suit, and he's wearing like loafers with no socks, which is a very in look. I liked everything about this dance number. It was a good Mm -hmm. time. And Mickey, again, he's clearly super into Tinny. At one point, he joins in with the dancing. At the end of the number, they have kind of a moment, but then she like goes off, she hugs. Kinchi and they go off together and Mickey like reaches after her and Dabas <laughs> is like he's seeing what's happening here and he's just like nope stop it <laughs> but uh but Mickey can't resist we get several scenes of Mickey flirting with Tinny again you know Dabas trying to stop this from happening but Tinny is she's just she's too pretty She's too clever. There's so much good, again, good writing mm-hmm. here, great back and forth between these characters. Um, she's also just too good at eating croissants yeah. for Mickey to be able to resist her.
1: <laughs> I love that that's the moment that he's like, yeah, that's it for me. She's Watching the one. her like shove this croissant in her mouth. Like a so
0: whole good. croissant in three bites. She's just yeah. like, Hah. I love it. <laughs> my particular favorite moment is Mickey like he goes and he's telling Davas about this they're lying in bed together and Mickey's like staring at the ceiling and he's like she flirted with me she just said hi <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> and just we, like the look on his face is so perfect and yeah. so Ranbir Kapoor
1: <laughs> and again I think we can all relate to that, <laughs>
0: that yeah, too. yeah. like
1: dissecting every single thing that our crush says and we're yep. like oh that means they love me. <laughs> they asked me to pass the salt.
0: <laughs> but anyway, what we come to find out is that Tinny, she's really just interested in a hookup with Mickey. Mm-hmm. She's not convinced that anything serious can actually happen because she's like, this is like a summer romance. This is a holiday romance. This isn't anything real. Yeah. Mickey, on the other hand, he's like, no, this is love. This is true love. And he's like, also, I'm from a good family, I make good money. But it kind of comes out here that he makes money at the business that his parents started, and Tinny's like, oh okay, so you're spoiled.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, she's not into that. So he's like, okay, fine, we can just we can just hook up, but then he's like, you'll probably fall in love with me. Yeah. <laughs> and Tinny's like, no, like I value myself too much to just have a random hookup with some guy. And Mickey's like, but I'm not just some guy. And then he goes, this is the list. I wrote down the list because I loved this moment. <laughs> he says, I'm handsome, talented, good-looking, rich, fit, virile, polite, lovable, humble, respectful, romantic, piara. And then Tinny's like, piara and lovable mean the same thing. And Mickey's like, I'm both. I'm lovable in Hindi and English. <laughs> um. And that's just an excellent scene. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's just like rattling it off. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's clearly given this a lot of thought. He's yes. trying to sell
0: himself. He's like this is my list. I have it memorized. Um, And the next day, the two of them go on this excursion to the countryside. They go to this bar together. They're having a really great time. They're bonding. And then we see them walking on the beach together. And Tinny calls Mickey a con man because he's just like using line after line Mm -hmm. with her. And Mickey's like, nah, you're lying. Like, I can see the love in your eyes and then we get the title here because she's a liar he's a con man they're made for each other and that's uh-huh. what Tujuti duty main the car means yes and then there's this great moment they do this thing several times throughout the movie where she like takes a few steps ahead then she like entices him <laughs> forward and then he like reaches for her and comes yeah. to her and then they wander into a nearby shack and have sex mm-hmm. i don't know if anyone lives in that shack but yeah i was confused by that as well that's okay but they didn't seem concerned (laughs) no no, yeah no one seems to mind it's fine it's the love shack baby (laughs) (laughs) so mickey wakes up alone the next morning goes outside and he finds tinny sitting by the water and she's being very dismissive of him and she's saying again she's not interested in a holiday romance they just hooked up end of story Mm -hmm. and he keeps trying to convince her that he does want a real relationship with her And he's like, you just, the only reason you can't see this is because of the context. Like we met drunk at a bachelor party. If we had met and I was like carrying my grandmother up the stairs at the (laughs) temple, like you would not be saying no to this right now, which Mm. is a good point. Yeah, Um,
1: but not necessarily true if she's not ready for a serious relationship. That's true. He is being very pushy. Yes, Um, (laughs) And it's it's funny because she's just like, why are you being so pushy still? Like, you got what you wanted.
0: Yeah. And he's like, no, this isn't what I wanted. I wanted the whole thing. Yeah. And he's
1: like, had I known, I wouldn't have done that with you.
0: Yeah. But so they go back to the hotel where they're supposed to be staying with Dabas and Kinshi, who are obviously not thrilled that their friends just like ditched them on this vacation and went and did their own thing for a night. And they're still together. And they're still together, which at least Dabas isn't happy about. But then Mickey starts crying, and he starts telling Dabas that <laughs> that he's been used. Yeah. And he spends the rest of the day complaining. Um, and I think he's trying to annoy Tinny into <laughs> into falling in love with him.
1: Yeah, he, it's all he talks about
0: the whole day. Yeah, he yeah. just keeps bringing it back up. But it does work because eventually Tinny is just like, "Oh, okay, fine. Like, yes, just." Proposed to me properly, for goodness sake. So he gets very excited and he gets down on one knee and then she leans over and she kisses him. And then we get the song. Yeah, it's a really good one. And I need to say that this song has been living in my head rent free for weeks. And I was pretty sure it was from this movie, but I didn't know for sure enough. And so then, like, when the theme kind of starts to play a couple of scenes before this, I was like, oh, I think that's it. Oh, I think it's coming. (laughs) And so for that reason, this isn't really a dance number, but Mm -hmm. this song is my favorite song of the movie. It's not my favorite dance number of the movie. Okay.
1: If (laughs) you want to make that distinction, you can, but I'm on board with
0: it. Excellent. It's really good. It's really good. They're just like bopping around Spain falling even more madly in love with each other. It's very Um, sexy. Very sexy. Yeah, like at one point they're on a boat and he like strokes her leg. Yeah. He's wearing a lot of uh, like half-buttoned shirts. Mm -hmm. It's very Bollywood of him. Tinny is looking great in this number two. She's... Rocking a lot of like really cute little dresses and sneakers, oh. which is always a good look.
1: I love the blue one that like she starts out the number with that has mm-hmm. like the V and the cutouts on the side. Yeah. Oh, that's like my
0: favorite, I think. That's a really video. cute dress. I really liked the little yellow dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, good number. Excellent <laughs> song. Yeah. Still, it's still in my head. It's
1: definitely, it gets in there.
0: Yeah. So after this number, we head back to India and Mickey brings Tinny over to meet his family. Um, She shows up wearing a very traditional and very conservative outfit, and both Mickey's mom and sister, like, get really mad at him because they're like, Mm -hmm. you clearly told her to dress this way. Like, why would you do that? Why would you make her think that we're these, like, backwards conservative people? And he's like, she chose this outfit. (laughs) Yeah. They're a really, like, I think they're
1: a good representation of, like, what a loving family is. Like they get into little squabbles, but they're not really major. And yeah, they just love and support each other.
0: It's great. And it all feels very normal. Besides the fact that they're like exorbitantly wealthy, it feels very relatable. (laughs) But so Dabas does end up marrying Kinshi. He could have just broken up with her, but he doesn't. He blames Mickey when it's very much his fault.
1: (laughs) I'm confused about this whole storyline. But like, did he actually want to break up with her or was he just getting cold feet? And then once he's married to her, he's like, yeah, no, I love her. We're fine. It's never made clear.
0: It's never made clear. There do seem to be some mixed feelings. Yeah. Um, I can't tell what's like a joke. Right. Or like, does he actually have those
1: feelings? I, it's, yeah.
0: It's totally unclear and... They really could have established that one way or the other. And I just don't like to think that maybe these people are in an unhappy marriage. It's not great. But maybe we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll give Davas the benefit of the doubt and uh, hope that he does actually love her, but is just has a weird yeah. sense of humor. Sure. Um, but so at their <laughs> wedding, Mickey ends up meeting Tinny's family and she hasn't actually told them about their engagement. Or and, even about him. Or even about him. And when Mickey's like, hey, uh, why is that a thing? She tells him she wants to take her time letting them know about this. But then they see Mickey's mom just go over and, like, hug Tinny's mom. And it's like, oh, the secret's out. And I did really love the family's reaction to this. It felt very real. Like, the siblings being like, oh, my God, did you see what Mom did? And Mom's like, oh, my God, should I go and apologize? (laughs) It just felt very relatable the way everyone was acting in that moment.
1: Yeah, it was like in that moment, his mom was just like, oh, well, it had to come out sometime to <laughs> Tinny's parents, but then afterwards, she's
0: like, oh my
1: god, like, did I F up? <laughs> like, she <laughs>
0: It's so good. It's so good. But Tinny's family is, you know, ultimately, they're fine with this match. um, But they do express concerns that, you know, he's not a self-made man. And Mm. he's just not the kind of guy that Tinny seemed to always think she was going to end up with. And Tinny's mom asks her if she's sure and she's like yeah I'm sure. But so we do start to see some issues come up after this and specifically the fact that Mickey's family is very very present in his Uh life in their relationship. They come on dates with Tinny and Mickey. They get Tinny to change her gynecologist to their family (laughs) gynecologist. Mickey's mom like interrupts them while they're trying to hook up and I was just, like, through this whole thing, I was just like, girl, say something. Like, she just is, like, suffering in silence.
1: I think the first time, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, this is fine. But then as it keeps happening, keeps happening, she's, she's clearly like, getting more uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so this all comes to a head when Mickey's mom is showing Tinny plans for expanding the house. Because she's like, you're you're going to come and live with us. Um, and yeah. she even ends up telling Tinny to quit her job. And it's not, like, a pressuring thing, like, you need no. to quit your job, but it's just, like, you you should just quit your job. Like, you don't need to work. It's fine. Yeah, because isn't it
1: because, like, Tinny says, oh, yeah, well, I have to leave, like...
0: Yeah, yeah she's I'm like, I need to be morning. at work at 9, and, like, yeah. I get performance reviews, and and Mom is just like, well, just quit your job then. <laughs> right, like, you don't have to be Super <laughs> privileged, but here we are. But so then we see Mickey on his way to meet Tinny for dinner, but then he gets a call... Mm -hmm. for his unhitching services and he sells this woman who calls him on the platinum package and he asks her if she's sure that she wants to go through with this and she says yep i'm sure and then we see that it's tinny making this call and she hangs up the phone she plasters a smile on her face and she greets mickey with their little like enticing slash reaching Mm -hmm. for each other move as we cut to intermission, we see title cards pop up on the screen saying, <laughs> Mickey, 30, status, committed. Tinny, 27, status, it's complicated. <laughs> uh uh-huh. uh-huh. And then I wrote, I effing love Bollywood. I, it's so good.
1: <laughs> I just, and this comes up later and I appreciate that it does, but he does not recognize his girlfriend's voice on the phone.
0: Yeah, you'd think he'd be like, Tinny?
1: But nope. And I understand if he's not expecting it from, you know, he's not expecting his girlfriend to call him for those services. Yeah.
0: He's just too in love to notice. Uh, yeah. He's also a bit cocky and He's very self-involved. Yes, and yeah. he just there's no world in his mind where this could be going badly. Yeah. So then after intermission, Tinny and Mickey's families are meeting and they're getting together to pick an auspicious day for the wedding. And so Mickey then, you know, we see him connect with his quote unquote client who is Tinny. Mm -hmm. He's telling her that they'll call a pundit who is like on his payroll so that Mm -hmm. he'll be like, "Mm, their charts don't line up. They're not a match. But so he hangs up and then Dabas is there and he's like, I don't understand how any man would like not be able to tell that his girlfriend wants to break up with him. Uh Tinny is still in love with him. Like we come to, like that's not the reason she's, so like I do feel like he's kind of right in this moment that like he can't tell that she's going to break up with him because he still sees that love in her eyes. Right, but it
1: is also like... As we see in the montage of like their various dates that his family keeps coming along on, her body language gets progressively like more tense. She gets less That's loose true. and open. And it's like
0: y- yeah. You should have picked up on this. It's maybe just a little bit like Yeah. What then transpires with this choosing of an auspicious date, it goes according to Mickey's relationship plan, but it does not go according to the unhitching plan. No. Because so mom calls the pundit and he's like, hey, good news. They're a perfect match. Um, And so then Mickey gets another call from his client saying, you got to do something fast. Like the pundit just said, we're a perfect match. Like, what am I going to do? And so Mickey starts to get a little suspicious here. And he tells Dabas what's going on, but he's like, I can't just ask her outright because then I have to, like, come clean about this, like, side hustle that I'm doing. Um, So he calls her and he asks for her fiancé's address and name and she just gives his details. Mm -hmm.
1: I also
0: appreciate
1: that some movies that you watch – they really kind of have the main character in the dark for longer than is believable. And I really like that in this movie, it would be super weird if his client called and was like, we're a perfect match, and he didn't put two and two together. Yes,
0: I agree with that. I was so really glad, glad that I, I was yeah. expecting it to get drawn out, and I was glad that it, that it didn't.
1: I yeah. was very happy about that. I was like, yeah, because he's a relatively intelligent person. Like, yeah, he'd be able to make this leap.
0: Yeah. Yes, absolutely so Mickey obviously is very upset to discover that this is what's happening here. And really what he's mostly upset about is that she would rather pay thousands of rupees for (laughs) these services rather than show him the respect of breaking up with him and telling him what's going on. So he calls her back and he wants to see like exactly what information he can get (laughs) out of her. Uh And of course he asks if he's good in bed like of course such a man such a man and she's like yeah he's mostly good in bed I love that he didn't question he was like great okay then what's the problem like that's good enough for me Um, (laughs) good for him though yeah He doesn't feel insecure about this at all. He's like, mostly good is all I've ever been going for. But so he's like, okay, so we're not, you're not physically incompatible with your fiance. So what is it that's wrong? But she won't tell him. And she's like, it doesn't matter what's actually wrong. I just want out of this relationship.
1: Yeah.
0: And so he tells Tinny as the client that they're going to conduct a jealousy test. Um, and so she goes to meet with someone who has been hired to play her hot former college friend. Uh-huh. And it is just an excellent reveal because she walks up to the bar and who turns around but the charming and smiley face of Kartik Aryan.
1: Oh, my God. Again, I screamed because I
0: had <laughs> no idea. It's so great. I wish I had had no idea. It's so great. <laughs> it, was, um, it was a wonderful moment. Yeah. yeah.
1: Also, he's just playing like the same character Kartik always plays, but. (laughs) Just like a
0: sweet, smiley, kind of stupid boy. Kind of goofy, but this effortless confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Rahul, Kartik's character pretends to flirt with Timmy, and she's kind of flirting back um, they're joking about how, oh, our college friends always used to think there was something between us Yeah. and there's a really good celebrity couple joke here yeah. that I wanted to make sure to highlight because they're like, oh, our couple name was Tihul, because Timmy and Rahul and they're like, it's like Deepvir or Varushka. and then Mickey's like, or like Ralia and everyone's like, what? we don't know who that is <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> of course, Ralia referring to Ron Beer, Kapoor, and Alia bought his love. Uh-huh. But I also really like Deep Veer, And yep. uh, we should start talking about that. Yeah. But so Tinny and Rahul dance and she tells him to touch her butt. <laughs> Mickey is just like, whatever, like you guys have fun. Actually, I need to leave. And so he like leaves them alone. So this the jealousy test didn't work. But so next they do the loyalty test Um, and so Timmy has a cute fake friend come over and try to get Mickey to hook up with her but he resists this too. In that scene
1: with the fake best friend, they're Mm -hmm. sitting on a couch watching a movie. Mm -hmm. And it's Cooch Cooch Hotahe. It is
0: Cooch Cooch Hotahe.
1: And I just wanted to point that out because we've watched that for the pod. Mm -hmm. And I love it. And I also love that as she's like pouring her heart out to him and sobbing, he just like keeps popping popcorn in his mouth. I just it's very funny. (laughs) Like, I Um, do think this movie had some good comedy.
0: Oh, it's really funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Also, just another old Shah Rukh and Kajal movie reference. Earlier in the movie, when Tinny is picking him up for their, like, date to the countryside, uh-huh. he's humming.
1: From DDLJ. I was like, I feel like he's humming DDLJ, and I just didn't. Thank you for confirming.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Anyway, Mickey is trying on wedding clothes with Dabas and he's saying that he still loves Timmy and again he hates that she won't tell him why she wants to break up with him, why she won't just be honest with him, Mickey, not with like the unhitcher that she has hired. And then we get this scene where we see them alone together and they're just like gazing into each other's eyes and she kisses him and he asks her if she's happy And she does not respond and she just hugs him and then they both cry.
1: (laughs) Well, that is heartbreaking because that is him trying to give her this opening to talk
0: about it. Mm -hmm. It's really rough, but also just like a really well done scene. And I also can just like, I can feel the way Tinny is feeling. Yeah. So they're laying in bed together. Tinny is asleep. They're holding hands and Mickey is just gazing at her while she sleeps. And he says, all right, I'm going to let you go, but you have to watch yourself leaving me and you have to tell me the truth because I'm not ready to believe that you don't love me anymore. Yeah. Which feels very valid because it really doesn't seem like she doesn't love him. Right.
1: It's just like she's holding back something. And that's almost more upsetting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, if she didn't love him anymore, you could just be like, okay. She doesn't
0: love me. Like, let's move on. But it's like, no, there's something going on and I want to try to fix it.
1: And you're not saying anything about it. And I think they do a great job of having both characters be really sympathetic. Yes, absolutely. You know, you can see both sides of it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I still got frustrated. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, you can see both sides of it and both sides are frustrating. Like, that's, I totally agree with with what you're saying. The next thing we see is her calling Mickey as the unhitcher and she's telling him that the reason that she wants to break up with her fiancé is because she wants her own life, she doesn't want to live with his family, and also she wants him all to herself but he loves yeah. his family too much to give her that, and she doesn't want to tell him because she doesn't want to put him in the position of having to choose between her or his family. Right. I
1: always struggle with this plot point. Of um, someone, like, making a
0: choice for someone yeah, else. Yeah, it's,
1: it's complicated because it's one of those things where I understand why she's making that choice, mm-hmm. but it's not her choice to make. Right. To not even give him the chance to even talk about it.
0: yeah. I agree. It's always a frustrating choice of plot device because I think it's such a human thing to do. Oh, it's it's such a relatable thing to do. Yeah. On the phone with her, Mickey has her say the oath that she swears she doesn't love him. And that she doesn't want to spend the rest of her life with him. And she does it, but she's crying. Yeah. Um, and so now he's ready to finish the job. Um, and the day of their engagement arrives. And he, as the unhitcher, sends her a letter. And he tells her to forward it to her fiancé. So she does. And the next thing we see is Mickey storming into the room where she's getting ready for this, for their engagement ceremony. Um, and he's upset because the letter was a job offer that she received to go and work in Bengaluru. Which, Mm -hmm. this is all fake, but so he's upset that she didn't talk to him about this. And she's saying, well, I don't think I needed to talk to you about this. Like, why would I include you in this decision? And he starts to say that he didn't think that she would continue to work after they got married. And so then Mm -hmm. he ends up breaking it off because he's saying he doesn't want to be with someone who values their career over him. But so then after this fight happens, we get this really gut-wrenching scene um, where he's telling her dad that the, you know, the engagement is off, the families are furious with him, and, you know, everything kind of comes to a halt. He, in his unhitching persona, calls Tinny, and he's like, hey, congrats, you know, we did it, and everyone blamed the guy, right? And that's just what you wanted? So that's, that's rough. yeah. Um, we get a montage here. We see that time passes and the two of them are kind of sadly going about their lives. And over the course of this montage, we do find out that Kinshi is pregnant. Yeah, Um, And this was one of the moments where I was like, this does actually seem like they're happy because everyone, the way that they react is with such like tearful joy. I agree. I feel like what they now try to convey is that sort of like you said, like the kind of joking like yeah. relationship but it doesn't really land that way and it never really gets fully fleshed out right but. no
1: I, I would just like confirmation that yeah the reason Mickey didn't do what he was supposed to do to break them up is because he knew that Davos would regret it
0: right that he actually thought they were a good match and not like he says that he just wanted to get with Tinny and didn't right. want to be the reason that they broke up. (laughs) But again all
1: they would have had to do is maybe have like one or two sentences or something but they didn't do that so I did feel like that was kind of a loose end.
0: Or just like not have some of the jokes that do happen in the second half of the movie because like and then at the very end like we see them happy with the baby and everything so I think they do end up being happy together it just they could have made that a little clearer throughout the second half of the movie. But anyway Tinny and Mickey see each other at Kinchy's baby shower. They chat but tinny ends up revealing that she is actually moving to london in like two days
1: yeah
0: they and then they make this joke that you know she has to move that far away because otherwise mickey would like make a scene at her wedding and he's Mm -hmm. like don't underestimate me there's clearly still a lot of feelings here between these two and then we get what is my pick for my favorite dance number oh yeah me too yep Show me the tumka Oh, so good.
1: Oh, um, God. It's so good. I listened to it, like, four times <laughs> before this recording.
0: That was a good choice on your part. His hips. Yeah. Just, they don't, they lie. don't lie. They tell <laughs> nothing but the truth. It's great. Yeah. And then he's, like, leaning on her hips, and he's, like, hopping, and I don't know how yeah. he physically was There's of of doing There's a lot that. of interesting feats of strength.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Where she, so there's a moment when he's like kind of squatting, like yeah. doing a wide squat, and he just keeps shifting her. She's literally sitting on his thigh. Yeah. And then he swings her around so she's sitting on the other
0: thigh. Yeah, and it's they're very dancing. impressive. Like, I was like, what is this move? <laughs> I really, I, I thought that was incredible. Um, oh, yeah, I loved it. There was a really, there's a line in the lyrics that's something about like a guy having loose character and tight pants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I liked that a lot. And also he's wearing quite loose pants during this yeah. number. So.
1: <laughs> well, they also mentioned that the guy is 6'3 in that song. So,
0: <laughs> so clearly they're not talking about Mickey. No. Um, I mean, this is a really awesome dance number and everybody's outfits are great. Big, big fan. Yeah. But then at the end of the number, poor Tinny, like she dances backwards. She falls like off a step and she hurts her ankle.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so she has to stay overnight at this venue where the baby shower was being held. And uh, and Mickey's sister and Sweetu stay with her. They're laying in bed and Sweetu is saying to Tinny how it really broke her heart that Tinny and Mickey broke up. And so she's like, you have to promise me that you're not going to get back together again and put me through this again. And Tinny's like, okay, I promise. And so Sweetie's like, no, you have to say this oath. And she starts reciting the oath that mm-hmm. Mickey makes Tinny say and makes all of his clients say. So now Tinny does actually know that it was Mickey whose breakup services she paid for. Yeah. Um, and so she ends up inviting Mickey over. She's hours away from moving to London and she makes him recite the oath. And so we get they get into this huge fight. She's mad at him for deceiving her. Um, and she's also mad at him for not fighting for her once he knew that she wanted to end things, yeah, um, which is very immature. But I want to talk about that at the end. And she reiterates that she didn't want to put him in the position of having to choose her or his family, and that she wanted to have her own life, and that she's, mm-hmm. you know, she's happy working, and she wants to keep doing that. And he starts explaining that he loves his family, and that they're the source of his love. Um, and right. it's not like they're this old-fashioned family where she is expected to like come and clean the house and everything. Like, no, he just genuinely loves to be around them right um and he calls her selfish for wanting him all to herself And she makes the very good point that he's a man. And so he never had to consider whether or not he would like he never had to make this choice about like, where, where am I going to live? What is this going to look like for me? And she goes to leave, but he like catches her hand with his finger, which is super cute. It was cute. Yeah. Um, And he's like, no, listen, I love you. You're seventh in my affections, but that's chronological, not (laughs) in order of quantity of love. And she's like, listen, I would stay forever if you asked me to. And he's like, I don't want to make you compromise. So like, unless you promise me that you'll be happy years from now with this choice, I'm not going to ask you to stay. Um, Right. And she can't make that promise. And so she leaves. Yeah. And as she's heading to the airport, she calls Mickey's mom and she's like, listen, he was never unfair to me. He did what he did for me. And so Mickey's mom (laughs) gets really mad at him. And she's like, what are you doing letting her go? Uh uh-huh. Um, and so Mickey explains what's going on and he's like, but listen, I'm going to be okay. And she's like, listen, I did not go through the torture of birthing you and then raising you for 30 years for you to just be okay in your right. life. So they get the whole clan to go to the airport. <laughs> um, Mickey has to carry grandma because she's not wearing the right shoes, yeah. um, <laughs> And as they're going, I just, I love this sequence so much. This is such a funny, it, such a well-written, constructed it sequence. It was great, yeah. As they're going, they're arguing over whose fault it is that Tinny doesn't want to live with them. They blame Mickey's sister for the gynecologist <laughs> thing. too is yelling at Mickey for inviting them all to the movies <laughs> on a date with her. Mickey is yelling at his mom for interrupting their sex and she's like, Do you know how many times you interrupted me having sex with your dad? Like you can stop for just two minutes? Like come on. But so they get to the airport, at each, like, stop as they're getting to the gate, Mickey just, like, screams Tinny's name, but to no avail. I loved that, because it
1: was the first time he did it, I was like, that's weird, what's gonna happen, and nothing (laughs) happens. And then he does it again, and I like it, because it's almost like, yeah, he stops
0: and he waits to see if there's a reaction or a response. And then he's like, okay, no, we got to go. She's not here. We have to go to the next, (laughs) the next phase. Yeah. But so eventually they make it to her gate and the whole family screams her name in unison. And Tinny is like, she's steps away from boarding her plane, but she hears this and she turns back and she goes to them and the whole family, except for Mickey, he hangs back. But the whole rest of the family comes forward and they all get down on one knee and they say they love her. They want her to be a part of them and they want to be a part of her. And everyone's smiling and crying. And then she turns to Mickey and she does her little, like, enticing him move. Mm -hmm. And he reaches for her. And they kiss. Mm -hmm. And then over the credits, we get to, like, see their future. We see that they do live with Mickey's family. His mom makes her lunch every day before Tinny goes off to work. (laughs) Mom also takes care of them when they come home drunk. Yeah, Um, (laughs) They find out that Tinny is pregnant. We get to see the whole family preparing for the birth of their baby, um, and then we get this very sweet moment with the two grandmas taking care of the baby, and then Tinny yeah. and Mickey just like pass out as they're exhausted newborn parents. And yeah, that's the end of the movie. It's
1: sweet. I, I really like how it becomes more of like a family
0: movie, mm-hmm.
1: like a movie yeah. about family rather than a movie about romantic love necessarily. Yes.
0: You know, I can't help but wonder if Tinny is actually happy So, yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting this to end with some kind of compromise. Like, maybe they buy the house next door.
1: (laughs) Right. And I think that's what stuck out to me throughout this whole movie or towards the end of it when, you know, it becomes apparent what the issue is. Like, there is a way to compromise. And I don't understand... Why it was straight up, uh, I'm over here, you're over there. There's no way that we can move any closer to each other, like, right. in terms of our ways of thinking. Like, yeah. why does it have to be all I don't or th-
0: nothing? Yeah, I
1: don't like the dichotomy that she either has to be super selfish and have mm-hmm. Mickey all to herself so he can never see his family, or she has to be selfless, right. So that they never have any time for the two of them.
0: Yes, I totally agree. It's it was a strange choice there. And going back to like my thoughts on Love Ranjan as a director slash writer, mm-hmm. I do feel like he wanted Tinny to be the bad guy. Like we were kind of supposed to think that she was in the wrong. She was being selfish well, for yeah. wanting to like have a relationship with her boyfriend and not her boyfriend's family right and so it's supposed to be like the journey she goes on to realize that she should like give up everything other than her job to live with this family but really she's being incredibly selfless exactly and I really wish that we had seen Mickey give up something because he doesn't it just feels very one-sided and kind of unfair to me I do still love this movie but that's how I I feel
1: I agree. And it actually ties into what I researched and like what's, around that, but there are a number of women who reviewed this movie and said, it's great if you're looking for entertainment, not great in terms of being pro-woman. Yep. And I agree because literally it's like the end scene almost makes you wonder what was even the point of them having their heart to heart right before she left for the airport because they hashed it out all, like it all out there. They talked Mm -hmm. about it and he said, no, I don't want you to have to compromise. Clearly he's not willing to give up any time with his family. Yep. And he's like, I'm worried you're not going to be happy. And she's like, clearly she doesn't think she's going to be happy either. So what changes at the airport? Nothing. It just feels like there's this woman saying, this is what I need and this is what I want. And he almost like when they first got together, he just kind of keeps pushing along with his family. It's just odd because in the car, they're talking about how they've all been too pushy with her. Yeah. In yeah. their various ways. But then we don't see any evidence of them actually saying, we'll compromise. And then nothing we see in the end credit, which those scenes are super cute. Right. And I'd be fully for it if she was
0: fully for it. Yep. Or her Same. character led us I to totally believe agree. That, that that's what she wanted. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it was a really weird choice. But I do want to say, though, on a more positive note, that I do really love the portrayal of this family. It feels realistic. It feels very loving, but in very like relatable ways. And mm-hmm. what I particularly wanted to say about this is, I recently had been reading, just coincidentally, some articles written by Indian American folks who were critiquing a lot of the portrayals that they see of Indian families Mm -hmm. in media geared towards a Western audience. And I don't mean a white audience. I mean like a broad, broadly speaking, Western audience where the family is always portrayed as a burden, feeling very negative to people who are like, sure, there might be that side of it. But also like we're just kind of normal people who aren't Right. always given these expectations this is not a piece of media geared towards a western audience but I just after kind of reading some of those critiques and then watching this movie I was like this feels like a much more loving and honest portrayal of what that kind yeah. of family dynamic could actually look like.
1: Yeah I I agree with that. I wish that their courtship hadn't been such a big part of it. Hmm. Like it's almost like they set up the movie for her to be like commitment phobic, but that's not, that's not the point of it. That's yeah. not her issue. And I would have really appreciated more of a deep dive into her wrestling with this idea of like, yeah, this is how too. I always envisioned my life. But now I have this person I'm in love with who his family is totally different than mine mm-hmm. because she only like, they spare a few sentences for yeah. that, for her explaining why she's so scared right. of moving in with his family. I just wish that had been what the movie was about. Like, yeah. If you're going to do it, do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't skim over it. I agree. <laughs> I think it would have been it would not have been hard to keep most of the movie the same and yeah. have that dynamic be fleshed out enough where they could even have her make the same choice at the end, but it would legitimately seem like a journey this character went on to choose this life for herself. It just gets me thinking about the way female characters are are written and yeah undermined in some of these movies
1: and I just want to call attention to the fact that I think it's the Netflix synopsis refers to her as like a career woman with an Mm -hmm. independent streak and we had mentioned this when we read the synopsis that we were like you mean she's just like an independent woman yeah (laughs) she just like doesn't need a man in her life but even phrasing it that way makes it seem almost like something that could be cured condescending towards her like it's a flaw
0: Yeah, exactly. And then
1: at the end of the movie, it's great because she loses that independence. Yes.
0: Yeah. And we're supposed to like root for that. We're supposed to be like, yay, happy ending. Yeah, no, it's super problematic. And apparently this movie was released on like Women's Day.
1: Oh, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about your research. So I did research joint families and like that structure in India. Oh, cool. Um, So traditionally, most Indian joint families include three to four living generations, all living in the same home It's a lot of generations Yeah, (laughs) it's interesting because I looked at like a few different articles and they all specifically said it's usually like one kitchen And a lot of the time, everyone who's earning money, it kind of goes into one communal pot essentially and then the head of the household is the one who determines, like, how that money is spent. And it is, generally speaking, patriarchal. Okay. Um, so because it's patriarchal and the head of the household is usually a man, again, this is traditionally speaking. Yeah. The son is the one who continues to live with his family. That means that if a son takes a wife, the wife leaves her family to come into the son's household And any daughters that that family has, the daughters leave when they get married. Mm -hmm. Except Mm -hmm. there is an exception to this patriarchy, and it is in Kerala. Kerala, man! (laughs) The best! We should go, is what (laughs) I'm learning. Yeah, I was reading that, you know, again, the majority of joint families are patriarchal in nature, but in some southern parts of the country there are matriarchal joint Mm -hmm. families in Kerala. Love it. So love that. Wanted to put that in there. Thought you'd get excited. Always. (laughs) I think one of the biggest points of contention and stress in joint families is that life decisions such as who you marry, what your career will be, Mm -hmm. like are dictated by the patriarch. Yeah. Wow. Because what one person does affects the Everyone. whole collective. Yeah. So it's all a communal decision. Like there is not an independent choice that is made really when it comes to big events like that.
0: Yeah. As a white woman living in America, the idea of that is just so uncomfortable to me. Yes. <laughs> I I know. Me too. I
1: I like my independence.
0: Me too. I also like and, my dad, but I
1: don't want him making my choices. <laughs> me too. Yeah. And again, especially if you think about the fact that like if you're a wife marrying into this family it's honestly probably your husband's
0: grandfather yeah
1: who's making decisions about whether you can work or not
0: and it's like so many generations back from whatever your thinking is yeah oh gosh
1: and what is also very interesting is that joint families are most common in wealthy families
0: oh interesting
1: yeah because there's plenty of resources to go around which we do see in this movie yes when his mom is like, well, just don't work. It's fine. Like, yeah. we're good. We can support you. Right. What is interesting, too, is that over the past few decades, the structure of Indian families is moving more toward nuclear families. Mm. So they are moving away from the joint family system. Nuclear family meaning parents and kids. Yeah. And that's especially true in more urban areas. Okay. Okay. Uh, The 1991 census first reported higher household growth than population growth, which shows that people were moving into their own homes. Yeah. Same number of people, more households. More houses. Interesting. Um, Yeah. And that trend has continued through the 2000s. Okay. And it's also interesting because it's not just like you're either a joint family or you're a nuclear family. There's a lot of flexibility and fluidness in there because even with a nuclear family, generally if a grandparent passes away, the remaining grandparent will move in yeah. to that nuclear family. So then they're no longer technically a nuclear family. Right. So it's also kind of hard to track
0: the yeah. numbers
1: of these things. Yeah.
0: And I'm um, just thinking, I feel like that's something we've seen a lot is like, you know, it's, Yes. yeah, it's just, I live with my parents and also grandma's here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. And grandma's
0: usually great. <laughs> oh, grandma, yeah.
1: <laughs> Agreed. Some of the best characters we've seen are grandmas. Yeah. And also, interesting to note that the highest increase in nuclear living comes from some of the poorer Indians, like across the country. Interesting. Rather than the educated elite, which you might think a lot of wealthier people are like, no, I might as well just stay with my family. I've got it good here. And some poorer people, they end up moving into a nuclear family because it's fewer mouths to feed. Right. And then instead of their money going towards, you know, an extended family of cousins and aunts and uncles and, all of that they can just focus on their nuclear group yeah another aspect of the joint family structure is that it really is most beneficial when there's a family business Mm -hmm. that everyone is chipping in to help run sure yeah And that's not happening so much in poorer communities anymore. So they are working outside of a family business. They're working at different organizations or in different fields. And so they're not reliant on each other for a family business to succeed.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. And it reminds me of the dowry thing in a way, because it was the same sort of like opposite of what you'd think trend where like wealthy and educated people were doing more of this very, what I would think of as conservative thing. Yeah. Whereas folks who were from a lower socioeconomic strata were kind of being forced into moving away from those traditions. Right.
1: It's really interesting. And there was one thought that it might also be because the parents of, like, poorer people don't necessarily have the, like, land or real estate that can control their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can say, like, well, if you want your inheritance you're living with us, like you're right. taking care of us. Uh, Whereas if sure. there's no inheritance, your parents can't use that to control you. They don't have the same tools of manipulation. <laughs> right. You just take care of them because you love them. Right. <laughs> <I'm just saying laughs> like Obviously, wealthy people are also taking care of their family because they love them, but it's just a little bit different. There's this, um, yeah, additional element. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of percentages, as of 2021, nuclear living is the majority of households in India at mm. 58%. Uh, joint families make up 16% of households. Oh. So it's not like absurdly common, Mm -hmm. but it's still around. And then the remaining 26% of households, again, are kind of fluid and don't really fit into either category. Which also brings us, there's also something called transitional families. Okay. Where they don't, like they may live under the same roof, But they have more autonomy, like there might be annexes Mm. within the building, so people have their own kitchens and living spaces. There might be separate pools of money, depending on like the nuclear families. You know, they still
0: live together, but a little bit separate. Yeah. It seems like that could have been a good setup for Tinny and Mickey. And it almost feels like they were hinting at that being what would happen. Right. And they could have made that clearer.
1: (laughs) But yes, so I read this 2022 Vogue India article that talked about how in cinema, many movies of the 90s and early 2000s, like Kabikushi Kabigam and Kalhonaho, they show joint families as something to aspire to, Mm. and they romanticize this notion as, like, this is the epitome of, like, family value, and this is a tradition that should be upheld. And today's films don't showcase that like they used to. Yeah. Um, You don't really see that as much. Like you had said before, you know, we're seeing more films that are exposing some of the stressful parts of living in a multi-generational household. Yeah. A reason for that in this article is that there is rising feminist sentiment, which makes sense because women living in joint families are shown to have less say in decisions that are made than if they lived alone, which, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, makes sense. And it's especially true for queer individuals Mm. who may be facing not just the opinions of their parents. Like, it's hard enough if you're living in a certain household to come out to your parents if you have to then convince your grandparents and your aunts and your uncles, Mm -hmm. like, it can be an almost insurmountable obstacle.
0: And Um, then if you don't feel safe living in that space anymore to be the first one in your family to move out and strike out on their own, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of implications there. And it's not just younger generations pushing for smaller family households. Um, Over the past 20 years, apparently grandparents have begun to feel an impact on their mental and physical health because Hmm. over the past 20 years more women are entering the workforce. So then you have both parents working.
0: Yeah.
1: And then they leave the kids at home with the grandparents to be looked after. But historically speaking, that wasn't really how it would go. You'd have a few members of the family going to work, but then you'd have several adults who are around the house all day to help raise the kids. Right. So now it's falling on to the grandparents. So there's just a few different factors there and downsides. Not to say that there aren't good things to this, but yeah, so now we're seeing more of a trend towards families living under separate roofs, but with a strong commitment to see each other often. You can live next door. Yeah. As we said before. (laughs) So it's just interesting. And I think having that background and then considering it in the context of this movie is just, it is very clearly pro-joint family. Mm Mm-hmm. Based on the reviews that I was reading in the articles, people are like, that's fine. What's not fine is that you made a character who's all about independence and and then just she has to give that up. She yeah, it's, that.
0: it's yeah. one thing to say, like, look at this family who's doing it right and yeah. to make it seem like it's the only right choice. And yeah. that's what I feel like this movie does. Yeah. It's so interesting. I really appreciate you sharing this component of the culture. And I'm thinking about the grandparents and the great-grandparents. Yeah. like Because, you know, one of the big downsides of the way that we live in the U.S. in our nuclear, nuclear families is that there's not really a space for grandparents in a lot of our families. Right. And so our elderly people really struggle to like live a comfortable and safe and loved life and yeah so I just I wonder kind of it's interesting to hear that one impact is grandparents who do live in uh, an otherwise nuclear family having to take care of the kids more and that's probably fairly exhausting and I wonder too like what does the impact look like if you know, are are nursing homes on the rise? And if so, like, what does that, what is the reaction of that among the older population and the older generations who probably had this expectation from the time they were young that they were going to be in the house forever and always be taken care of? So, yeah,
1: it's, it is really interesting because I was thinking about that too, because culturally, no matter what it looks like, Indians still respect their elders in a way that, frankly, we just can't relate to.
0: Yeah. Most, um, yeah, like, white
1: cultures don't really have Like, that. elder abuse is yeah. rampant. Yeah. Especially in the States where, yeah, nursing homes are just horrible places. Yeah. Usually. Unless you want to pay <laughs> a ton of money.
0: Right. I, I find all of these, all of the complications that come into play with these family dynamics really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for uh, for sharing all of this with yeah. us this week.
1: There are some really good things to joint families, as long as everyone there is consenting and willing, and exactly. chooses that,
0: <laughs> and as long as there's no pressure on the people who want who don't want to be there right. to stay, and they feel like they can make that choice, yeah. But yeah, Bollywood news. My piece of Bollywood news is just that um, Deepika was on the cover of Time magazine. <gasps> Really? Yeah, and she looked great, and I read the article um, that was written about her. It was really good. It's short, um, and I would have loved to see them go into more detail about pretty much everything in it, but that's (laughs) Time Magazine for you. And in it, there's mention of her run-ins with Hindu nationals, um, her Mm. candidness in the past about struggling with depression, her beautiful marriage to Ranveer Singh, Um, And also just like generally being on the brink of becoming a global sensation. It also talked about Bollywood needing to change and the ways that Southern Indian cinema is really having a moment um, and sort of the complicated feelings that Deepika herself has about that being, you know, that Bollywood is what made her famous, but she does have roots in Southern India. So there's also some pride there, it seems to, you know, to see that part of the world like being really successful. But yeah, so that was really cool. I like seeing her out there in the world and having people take notice outside of the communities that already knew that she existed.
1: Yeah, I'll have to read that. It's funny because I was scrolling through Instagram today and I saw that I think Femina India,
0: Ranveer actually posted. Was it Ranveer about the cover? Yeah,
1: I think it might have actually just been like a sponsored clip of her being interviewed and then Ramveer was like shooting something in the same building oh I
0: didn't get to see that they talk about that in the article that he showed up and surprised her but I didn't get to see that video
1: it's really cute because she's just sitting there and then he just comes over and he's like hey
0: I just wanted to say hi and then they take each other's hands oh good stuff well speaking of Instagram and exciting things we find there (laughs) yes
1: uh we have an instagram Woo. two white girls talk bollywood uh if you want to follow us you can find us using that handle as always we appreciate any likes or comments you can dm us if you want yeah we'll respond we will
0: <laughs> um we are not so and, famous that we don't respond to our fans
1: <laughs> oh my god we're just so popular <laughs> We're not,
0: we're not, but we appreciate all of our
1: fans, we do. (laughs) Yay! And, yeah, I also just always want to put a plug in that if you're enjoying what you're listening to, if you could leave a review or just rate us or Mm -hmm. subscribe on whatever podcast platform you find us on, that would be great.
0: Yeah, we really appreciate that. And, of course, we have our YouTube and Spotify playlists where we add our favorite songs from our movies each week uh, so that we can rock out after we have finished watching the movies after the credits have rolled we get to still Ooh. live in these worlds through the music so if you want to follow us there too and listen along uh, we link to the playlists in our episode descriptions as well as on instagram on tuesdays and so our next movie well actually let's let's give a little bit of an introduction here because we're heading into june which is of course pride month yes And so Katie and I really wanted to focus this month on movies that tell stories from LGBTQIA plus perspectives. Mm -hmm. And so we've picked four movies that all tell those stories. Um, I do think it's important to note that some of the movies that we have chosen are not starring or created by folks who belong to those communities, but that's going to give us a lot to talk about for sure. And... Mm -hmm. We really want to make sure that the, if the movies we're watching have things we can criticize, we'll definitely criticize them. And we also want to make sure that our research is about things that are very real and, you know, open up a dialogue about what these communities face in, in this world. Yes. So with all that in mind, our first movie is Shub Mangal Ziada Savdan, which is a movie about two men who love each mm-hmm. other. I'm, I'm really excited to
1: watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I know nothing about it. So <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime. Uh
0: huh. It's S H U B H M A N G A L Z Y A D A S A A V D H A N. It is starring our boy Ayushman Karana. Um, Jitendra Kumar is also in this one. I've seen him in a couple of things and I've liked him. So, yeah, we'll see what those two boys are bringing to the table here. The plot description on IMDb is, The road to achieving a happy ending is a little too rough for two guys, Kartik and Amon. While Amon's family tries hard to battle his love for Kartik, Kartik isn't prepared to step back until he marries Amon.
1: That gives us a little more insight to, like, the Amazon Prime
0: synopsis, uh-huh. which
1: is... The Tripati family is busy gearing up for an unusual wedding when something more unusual hits them smack on their smiling, Indian, shoddy, ready faces. <laughs> the newest couple of their family cannot be a, in quotation marks, couple in the first place. Which makes me deeply uncomfortable, the I, fact that I, I understand that they're buying into the, the emotions of the family.
0: I was just going to say, I have to hope that that's their attempt at being like, this is what the family thinks. But it yeah. very much comes across as like <laughs> alienating.
1: Yeah. And then it continues, while the two lovebirds share a car and a the Tripathi family is busy plotting the end of their relationship. Because you know what you should do to your child when, you know, they found someone they love? You should tell them, no, you can't love that person.
0: Yeah. You should love the person we choose. I wonder if there'll be a joint family. Maybe. Certainly sounds like that's the dynamic, the controlling nature. But I guess we'll find out. Um, We will. Yeah.
1: I'm very interested to see, to take this first foray into LGBTQ films um, coming out of India. I have not watched any. Yeah. At least no like healthy ones. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll see what the month of June brings us. Indeed. But until then, remember, Bollywood doesn't need us, but we need.